Hey everybody, Diana here for the Change Workers podcast, and I'm not clear on what I'm going to call this episode quite yet, but it will have one. Um, I think it boils down to making money and what that means and where making money as an action falls into our lives, because I don't know about you, but I have spent a lot of time, a great deal of time thinking about making money or the fact that there may not be enough to cover certain things, um, what to do with the money that I have, maybe in a responsible, mature way or an entirely frivolous way. So money occupies most modern people, their bandwidth. It is always a part of our um, operating system. And it's really just a reflection, this whole money thing reflects fears, big fears, fear of not being in control of our lives or fears of, of what's may or may not happen to us. So money is that vehicle that we humans or some sort of value based system that we use to really manage our fears of not having enough of something happening to us, that lack of control. So that's just my little belief in a nuts nutshell. I mean, money, I've learned that, and I've brought this up before, it's like, how much is enough money? How much money will have to be in my bank accounts for the rest of my life in order to feel like it's enough? And I, I still haven't answered that question. And I would invite you to consider that question because you might, you might know to the scent what that is. So I think also business people or people who want to be in business struggle with this idea of making money is incongruent, is separate from our personal growth, who we are as human beings, um, our values, our morals. And so what I'd like to talk today about is this idea of making money as an action and, and looking at it from different fuels. I make money because I'm feeling so much love and happiness and I just cannot help but share what I do with the world out of this sense of love. Uh, or I'm feeling scarcity because I just need to, I need to make money right away. I've got bills to pay. I've got all this other stuff going on, you know, and different emotions are going to fuel that action of making money. And I think as a result, we're going to make money, but we may not feel too wonderful about it. Or we may be focusing to the sense degree of how much money we made. Or if we're, we're coming from this, this higher frequency of love or um, truth, which I'll get to in just a second, that... Um, we just lose sight somewhere that money is just a circumstance. Money is just a construct money. You ask different people what they think about money and they're going to, you're going to get all different kinds of responses because we're sort of conditioned to regard money as this pinnacle of success. And it, it represents so many things about us. And I just don't think that's true. I'm coming to realize as much as I want to make more money and to, 
soothe the fears I have about not having enough and not being in control, what happens to me financially, that I want to be free. That is my biggest realization I've had over the last five or six years. I just want to make enough money to be free, to be free of the worry, to be free of um, this, this constant preoccupation with making more of it. And to be free to experience all my creativity, whatever form that takes. That, I think, is much more important to me than the money itself. You know, I've never aspired to make a lot of money. It just seems like a pain in the ass and more crap you got to manage, in my opinion. You may have a very different one, and that's cool, too. But what my point is, making money and your values can coexist. Making money in your personal growth, your own personal journey can coexist. And I think actually making money, this whole action of making money, this whole intention to make more of it is a wonderful vehicle for personal growth on this journey because your relationship with money and yourself and what exactly is abundance and prosperity to you is going to change as you go on. So I've been toying with the, the, the definition of prosperity and what that means. And what I've been learning in the Gene Keys and Human Design is really kind of interesting to me because it just puts business, the, the concept of business in a non-competitive way, it makes business much more appealing to me. Because if I'm looking at my business as a means to help others, yes, but also to contribute to the whole, to support the whole of society and humankind, that makes business much more appealing than adding dollars and cents to my bank accounts. And I, there was always so much pressure from my, from my standpoint that if I just keep looking at those numbers in my bank account and how much they dwindle and how much they increase, you know, it's like, it's like a game and it, it stopped being real, you know, that money. And I mentioned this several, many episodes ago about what it, the idea of having money, what is the idea of having money? How is it different from saving it? And if I have money, my relationship is going to be different than if it's just money just keeps going in and out. I, I make it and it's gone. And I, I didn't have a relationship with money. And so I set it up for myself that I have a much better relationship with having money. I have money sitting in different places um, in my house, <laughs> in different bank accounts. I just like knowing it's there. And I like knowing that if, you know, this idea of having money gives me a sense of security that I created for myself. So what it boils down to, I think we get caught up in what, you know, marketers, online marketers talk about in terms of having this product and what are you selling? And it may not be, you know, you could call this maybe a service if you want, but really the question you need to answer it in your business, whether you've been in it for a long time or you're thinking of starting is what is my product? And you can list a number of things like the product is the, these kinds of services, perhaps these kinds of results in this kind of time period. I address things in this, these kinds of ways. 
that no one else does. But really at the heart of it, and I think for more hard-nosed business people, it's more, no, it's the product, it's the placement, it's the, the marketing details. And that's probably true. I don't operate that way. I'm appealing more to the people who are, there's something beyond the numbers that we are providing people. There's something much deeper in our connection to our clients than just an exchange of services and money. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. Let me stress that. Um, for, for some people, business is a cool game and I, I can totally see that. It's like, I can play with it. And, and for others, there has to be a, a much deeper connection to it. So I'm one of those people. We, I, you are the product that you are selling, that you're in business to offer people. And really our product, us, is our brand. And that brand is simply a vehicle to communicate with those who support us, who ally with us, and are our helpers indirectly. There's groups of people that we each gravitate toward or who also gravitate toward us. It's a mutual attraction. So at heart, I'd like for you to think about this because I had to chew on this a little bit. But again, it, it, it really deepened my relationship with why I'm in business. Why am I even here? Why bother with any of this? And at heart, we are selling truth and love and maybe perhaps awareness. They're all sort of reflections of the same thing. Now, truth is this big old clunky philosophical topic, concept. And I think at heart, there are only a few truths in the world, in the universe. And we each reflect an aspect of that truth. So my short answer for the truth is it's um, the sense of love and connectedness to our fellow human beings to be of service in the world. Our purpose is to help other people. That is what I believe. I think it's an interesting question to consider for yourself, because if you don't have a clear idea of what it is, your, you, the purpose of your business is, then of course, any steps that you take from that confusion aren't going to help you long-term. So I look at truth. We are reflections of a of greater truth, a higher level of, um, consciousness for that's a, a word I like to use that I still have t trouble grap grappling and wrapping my brain around, but there's a sense of connection. There are different frequencies at play on planet earth. And some are the deeper, darker, the things that we're afraid of frequencies. There's those, the, there's like three types. Um, and then there's this sort of gift quality that our shadows reveal to ourselves, those deeper, darker frequencies. There are gifts everywhere in our shadows, in these deep, dark things that we don't want to look at in ourselves. 
those, those deep, dark things that we are, um, repulsed by that we avoid, that we are afraid to look at are, are, this is our biggest gold, our biggest diamond, our biggest gems that we can mine in ourselves, in my opinion. And so there are higher, much higher frequencies than this, what I call the shadow and the gift. This is all very much gene key terminology. Um, but the gift is just a higher level of frequency where we are shedding layers of our old selves that dwelled in the shadow state where we're very reactive, we're free, fear filled people. And so it makes our life very limited. It makes the future very limited because we're terrified of it. Um, and so I look at this, there's the next layer, the highest frequency of, of life on earth and in various different ways is something called the city S I D D H I, where this is the higher levels of consciousness, you know, the more divine aspects of human experience. And I do realize <laughs> that some of this may be hard for you to wrap your brain around. Um, and for some, it may be like, Oh yeah, totally get it. Uh, this is just my work through the gene key, um, what they call the golden path. I'm going through and exploring different aspects of my hologenetic profile, as they call it, this, this, this version of me on earth at this time. And what are all the things that are holding me back from being this very open hearted, prosperous human being who gives to the world and receives from the world. So that's really the, the intention behind a lot of this deep work with the gene keys specifically. Um, it's, it's fascinating anyway. So our truth as we know it, as, as we're seeing in ourselves, as we go through the world, um, that truth could be our opinions. It could be our experiences. It could be, like I said, that frequency we're operating at a, a very specific frequency. If you're looking like at a radio dial, I don't know if people still use radios like this, but you can adjust it. And sometimes you're getting uh, noise and static and then you turn it just a bit and then you get clear channel, you get people speaking or you have music. And so that's, that's where our truth is. We have to find our channel and there are people, other people listening to that channel who are glued to that channel and, and are there with us. That's all I'm saying. Um, I think we offer other people our version of truths and that helps them. And so they are gravi going to gravitate toward us because they say, oh, this person sees me, this person knows me. This, there's something about this person I so really enjoy. I, I, I can't tell you what I'm learning, but I just feel good when I listen to them and they're really helping me. I'm shifting way in ways that are maybe too subtle for anybody else to notice, but I see the difference. That's the sort of thing that I'm talking about. The truth. Um, the thing is about marketing the truth <laughs> is, um, it's hard to do. It's, 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 it can be unsafe for you and your audience. It's, but it's the most rewarding product out there. So what you're helping other people do is finding the truth within themselves. 
we facilitate change, which helps other people find their truths, what's important to them, their values, their opinions, the way they really want to live, the, the, the sense of deep ease within their own brains and bodies. That's what we offer people. Because if other people know their truths, then they're not going to be reacting and acting in the world as, as fear-filled human beings. I mean, we've all been there, but if we, if we've been on the personal growth journey for a long time, then, you know, we're very familiar with that. And we know there are different options and different stops along the way. So the thing about the truth, your truth or their truth is that it's irresistible. It can't resist it. We want to know. And can we make money helping people find their truth? Absolutely. What if that's the greatest service that we provide? Now, I'm not saying you have to deviate from your scope of practice, your mode of operation. Uh, you know, I'm not asking you to, you know, I don't know, whatever that looks like for you. Like you're, you're counseling, you're coaching your clients. If you're giving them a massage or body work or whatever, you know, we as change workers, um, speaking specifically to body workers that, um, we are in touch with human fascia, human tissue, but we're also touching to some degree people's souls. That is my belief. And I really like that thought. It's a humbling, humbling idea. And it's, it just fills me with so much compassion when I think about touching other people on this very deeply intimate way, um, that they may not even be aware of. It's, it's, it's a place of deep trust that they're offering us. And so it's a wonderful opportunity to help people get down to the truth in themselves. So that's why in a way it's so irresistible. And that's why, you know, for the most part, if you're on social media, if you watch TV, that people sell that I can help you find the truth, but they're the person selling it isn't quite so invested in other people's truths necessarily as they are with selling something and making money. And I think you can be both. So really the truth is this sense of love and connectedness to our human beings. And we can make peace with the actual financial transaction of making money with our clients, because what we're offering is valuable and we can put a price tag on that. We can play with that number. We can play with how we sell it, how we, um, offer that to people through our marketing, through our, um, strategies. So I think really when it comes to making money, what I've learned, uh, over the past year or so is that making money is a hell of a lot of fun. It's deeply satisfying. It's like hot damn, I did it. And I remember having that feeling back last October, I made far more than I thought and haven't made in a while. And I was just tickled freaking 
plaid and pink and purple. And I wanted, it was just so like, okay, Diana, it was just a, a, a difference in a mindset where like, okay, you can do this again. You can do this smartly. You can do this without killing yourself. You can do this again and again and again, making money in this easy, generous way. And so far that is just keeps proving me true. I keep proving it to myself. So I look at making money as fun, but there, I suggest that there should be a sense of detachment from it because it's really not the only result we should be focusing on. I look at it as, yes, I want to, I want to have that money in my, my bank account because I'm planning a trip. I want to pay these bills. I'm trying to, you know, work on my debt. There are people I know I, who could use some of this money that I've made. Um, and I know that it would really help them any number of ways that we could use that money. But, and that's a, a lovely result, but who did you become getting there? Who did you become making that money and making those decisions and helping those people with their truths and your truths. And I think that's where the sense of detachment comes from. I think if we get really caught up in the success around making a fair amount of money, whatever that means to you, a few hundred dollars, thousands of dollars, and really it's just normalizing whatever that amount is, that number is. I mean, yes, be excited, but you know, it's kind of like we look at those, our bank account numbers and we're like, whoa, and we're like, oh, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. And, and all of a sudden the money's gone. So we didn't have a relationship with it. We didn't think about, okay, well, I made this much money. What can I do with it in this clear, perhaps mature way? That's going to help me, of course, live my life the way I want but how can it help other people? Where can I put this money? So it, it, it just feeds the cycle of giving and receiving who really needs it. You know? So I look at it as whether you're successful, successful or a failure at making money. I think those are just totally wrong terms to use. Um, it's kind of like, because I've talked about my, the meaning of success. I've talked about my definition of failure and the, the weight of that wording can have for some people. And it's, it's, it's rarely a full-blown failure. It's rarely, uh, it, it can be tremendously successful, but it's rarely this scorched earth kind of failure that we all fear. So I look at it too, as making more money is really simplifying my business. This is me talking, you do you, but I don't necessarily want a huge infrastructure. I don't want a lot of employees. I don't want to be preoccupied with different aspects of my business all the time. Some of it's kind of cool and exciting, but once I learn how to manage certain things, I get bored to be really honest with you. And I'm like, okay, that was cool. What's next. And, or I, what I can do is just delegate that to somebody else. I might have services that I hire 
who will take care of things that just bore me and I just have no desire to do them. I've done a lot in my business. I've worn many, many, many hats. And I realized I don't have to do all of this stuff. Once I, you know, there are certain things I'm going to allocate, I'm going to delegate out to somebody else. And I have, it would be my pleasure to pay somebody else to take care of this. That is cool. That simplifies my life. And I, you know, I think at heart, when I look at a lot of businesses and being a part of uh, this big business where I live, being a part-time massage therapist, that I see how much inefficiency there is. I've always been good at spotting inefficiency because it's such a pet peeve. <laughs> Why are we complicating this? Why are we doing things in this way that, I mean, what kind of metrics are we accruing, acquiring for what purpose and for how long? And it just keeps gumming up the works. We try, you know, any company, goes out of their way to collect as much information about the people coming through the door as they can to a, an annoying degree, as we know, because people want your email address. They want your phone number, whatever it is. They want something, some connection to you so they can use it later on to sell something to you. And that to me is inefficient to some degree. I just, me personally, you do you. I just don't, that's just something i I don't want in my business. It's just something like, let's make this as easy as possible for my clients to come into my business and leave it happy. That's my focus has been my goal. And that pleases me because I don't want to worry about the process. Sometimes there will be a situation where I have to worry about the process because it seems to be suddenly inefficient. Something wasn't clear. I wasn't communicating something to someone in such a way and it's really, I don't want to overcomplicate things. I think that there's a lot to say about simplicity and success. And, you know, will I have a multi-million dollar business with this idea? I don't know. Possibly. I know people out there who do run multi-million dollar businesses with two or three employees, not a lot of infrastructure. I know it's possible. Why not? So, I want to challenge myself by thinking like, I don't have to do things any other way than the way I'm doing it. I can make money and be at peace with what I offer people and what I ask for in exchange during our sessions. And I can have the idea that, you know, X amount of dollars for what I'm offering you right now is a steal. And if you don't see that, that is perfectly okay. There are other people out there who are going to be willing to pay me what I think is what I'm worth. This service, this truth, this um, higher level of attention and all the value intertwined with that. There are people out there who are more than happy to throw down that amount of money and more with what I offer. So I, in a way, I don't want to overcomplicate things by thinking, well, this person didn't want to come back and, oh my God, it's me. What did I do wrong? And then I'm going to, you know, I've been going through this recently with a massage client of mine who wanted to book with the other massage therapist. And I just decided this weekend that I was, it was for the best for both of us that this client went to somebody else because obviously 
for whatever reason. And it could have been like a scheduling thing, whatever. I've been talked off the cliff of that for, for a while, but you know, I take it, I have a tendency to take that sort of thing personally. If a client doesn't come back, that's, you know, my, what I work with in my brain sometimes, but sometimes it could be timing scheduling. We just didn't fit. And I can be okay with that. I'm not going to preoccupy myself with trying to figure that out. And I may never know why I complicate my life anymore and just decide to move on. It's good for both of us. Move on. So I look at, you know, making money is, um, it's one of those tasks that yes, is super exciting and we can be get, get really good at it. We can get really good at raising our prices, at explaining why our prices are the way they are about talking about what we offer people so fluently and fluidly that people are automatically drawn to us because we know our truths, our versions of the truths help people. We know that because we have clients who say that, who tell us that. So I look at it as making money can be all the things that I talked about. It can be very simple. And if we stay detached from this action of making money and having maybe expectations or um, pressures adding added to that make, making money, then we're complicating things. And I, I just look, I want to look at making money as this clean thing I can do while I'm being me. The highest versions of me can make money. So let me think about let me, uh, let me know what you think about all that. And if you need any help with anything, you know where to find me. Thank you so much always for listening. Have a great week.